0: Welcome to this uh, Friday evening's Bible study on 1st of September 2023 and uh, my topic for this evening is I believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is a subject that comes up um, often in open air evangelistic work and it's always very very thrilling to be able to speak and to preach that Jesus is raised bodily from the dead but people don't seem to understand the significance of that statement so we're going to look at this this evening um, and when we turn to the scriptures. I had a, a very um, interesting open-air um, time time preaching the gospel in the open-air yesterday here in Kidderminster, and I had prayed that people would come along, and that prayer was certainly heard and answered. And thank you also to those of you who pray for Kidderminster and pray for my ministry. Um, but we got the interesting situation where we had, to begin with, um, an atheist who comes by often on his bike and decides that it's his duty to... Um, disrupt the preaching, well not disrupt preaching, but be very challenging to the preacher, let's put it that way. Uh, and then we had a very gently spoken man who, um, who told us that, uh, well, or at least um, as time went on, it seems that he is a very well-educated Muslim and, and, and well-educated in Islam, and he had some knowledge of the Bible, but he didn't seem to believe very much of it. So while the Muslim was asking questions and the atheist was opposing, um the atheist got quite frustrated uh, and turned to the Muslim for support, which he didn't get, of course, because uh, that, that man wasn't going to support him in his atheism. And uh, then uh, a Christadelphian showed up. Now, the Christadelphians are a cult that don't believe in the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ. They believe in baptism is necessary, in water is necessary for salvation, which is a negation of justification by faith. And um, I find myself for a t- short time with a three-way argument, um, and uh, then the uh, then the um, uh, Christadelphian tried to um, persuade the Muslim guy to go to his meeting place, uh, and all the time I was trying to preach and answer questions, and I felt very inadequate. But the Lord helped me. Well, thank you, um, uh, a YouTube channel. It was it was challenging, but the Lord sustained and helped me. Good evening, Susie, and thank you for the encouragement um so i have to say that um and 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 eventually there was just a muslim guy left and he made it very clear that he didn't believe that any of the muslim prophets such as isaiah and david um, uh, ever sinned and of course there was discussion about the deity of the lord jesus christ and he doesn't believe that jesus is god but i believe that jesus is god with all my heart and all of these guys you can take them to the scriptures and you can show them scriptures and they're just saying well no i don't accept that i don't believe that good evening sonia and welcome so um if they don't believe the scriptures then you get frustrated because when something is said in black and white or uh, they're not willing to take the scripture for what it says then there's not an awful lot you can do so that was hard work uh, some of you have heard the recording and thank you for listening and um i'm praying for those men the atheist the christadelphian and the muslim um i'm sure i'll come across them all again at least i think i will what was really good was that there were young five young people who sat and listened to the whole thing uh, and of course you can 't see them in the recording and um, but they they listened very intently and uh, I hope by god 's grace the gospel was faithfully preached. I certainly look to God alone for um, for help and support and There are these two issues that come up again and again: the deity of Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is the second person of the Holy Trinity, uh, and of course the doctrine of the holy trinity um, and um, so so um I want to get better at answering questions on these subjects, so I intend to do that. I intend to do um, quite a lot more reading, God willing, on, on these subjects. I'm already perfectly convinced in my own mind of these truths, but I feel that I can improve my communication of these truths, as we all can. So let's read from the Word of God, let's read from the Bible, and we're going to read from First uh, Corinthians chapter 15. Um, and uh, we read as follows, let us hear the word of God. And I'm reading, um, as I say, First Corinthians chapter 15. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures, and that he was seen of Cephas, then of the twelve. After that he was seen of above five hundred brethren at once, of whom the greater part remain unto this present, but some are fallen asleep. After that he was seen of James, then of all the apostles, and last of all he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time. For I am the least of the apostles, that am not meet to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am, and his grace which was bestowed upon me was not in vain. But I laboured more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether it were I or they, so we preach, and so ye believed. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain, and your faith is also vain. Yea, and we are found false witnesses of God, because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so be that the dead rise not. For if the dead rise not, then is not Christ raised? And if Christ be not raised, your faith is vain, and ye are yet in your sins. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the firstfruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, afterward they that are Christ's at his coming. Amen. Father, we pray that you would bring before us the fact of the bodily resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Father, we pray that you would thrill us and cause us to rejoice greatly in this certain truth that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead according to the scriptures. And Father, we pray that you would help us also to to, to, to realize the implications this has for us and the world around us, that death is defeated, that sin is conquered, that Christ is vindicated, that the gospel is affirmed, that salvation is certain in the Lord Jesus Christ. We ask, Father, that you'd stir up our cold hearts and stir up our minds and our spirits, Lord, that we should seek you with all our heart uh, and and serve you with all our heart, and oh, that we might uh, delight and rejoice in this glorious truth. Father, I also pray for the people of Kidderminster, Lord, and I pray for those men who um, argued and discussed and um, denied the Scriptures, unbelief being their principal problem, Lord, I pray, Father, that your spirit would come in convicting power upon them and upon the young people that listen, Lord. And I pray that there would be such a conviction of sin as falls upon the people of Kidderminster, that instead of me going out and looking for them, Lord, they would be coming and looking for me to hear the word of God, to hear the gospel, to hear the truth preached and spoken, and that multitudes would come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their saviour from sin. Father, I pray that you be with us at this time. Forgive us for our sins. We trust in Jesus' death and his blood alone for the cleansing of our sins, and we commend ourselves to you now, Heavenly Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Now, the other. Uh, The two things I meant to say, I said um, the doctrine of the deity of Jesus and the Holy Trinity, but also meant to add the doctrine of justification by faith. The Christadelphian is trusting in water baptism for salvation. And I think Paul would say in Galatians that he'd fallen from grace and that he was um, under obligation if he was going to do that to keep the whole law of God. Um, So. So I, I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. I believe in that with all my heart, but this truth doesn't necessarily always, good evening, Flora, and welcome. Um, this truth doesn't always work in my heart the way that it should. Um, and so to stir myself up, or to pray that God would stir me up by his spirit, uh, as well as each one of us, um, I, I believe this is why God would have us look at this today. So little little regard to the Reverend. Re- resurrection of jesus christ is paid um, in the world i've noticed that when i preach in the open air i often preach on the resurrection and yet the world doesn't seem to um it doesn't seem to care about the resurrection of the lord jesus christ it doesn't move people it doesn't strike people people aren't coming to me and saying well what does it mean that jesus was resurrected from the dead but in the churches as well it seems very often that we believe in the resurrection, we state we believe in the resurrection, but this truth hasn't really transformed us, this knowledge hasn't transformed us. When the um, saints in the first century, when Jesus was resurrected, we might think of um, Mary Magdalene's response to the Lord Jesus when she knew that Jesus was uh, was standing right in front of her, or the two uh, on the road to Emmaus. Now it, I think that some of us, me perhaps, if Jesus had done that for us, if he'd shown up and um, we'd given him a meal and he'd break the bread and disappeared and we, we recognized him in the breaking of bread, we might just want to go back to bed. Um, but, of course, that was impossible. They had to get up. They, they didn't go to bed. They had to go back to Jerusalem in the night and tell people what they had seen. So significant and so important was this information that they had seen the risen Lord. Uh, and so on. The, resu- the, the when people saw the risen Lord, it, it changed them. It changed them, of course, forever. But it it, it transformed them to see them. And even Thomas, um, the apostle Thomas, when he saw Jesus and touched him, he said, "My Lord and my God." Um, absolutely transformed by the certainty of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. So this is no light matter. This is no small doctrine either in the world or in the church. But the church doesn't seem to live in the knowledge of the resurrection so often. Uh, and one of the things that I, I want to do for myself is to, is, to, is to consider this doctrine more effectively, that it has extraordinary implications for me, for you, for each one of us. Uh, it's, it's a glorious doctrine, a holy doctrine, a, 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 um, a liberating doctrine, a, a powerful doctrine, uh, and a great truth, because Jesus is raised bodily from the dead. I believe that, again, as I've said with all my heart. Um, So I have strong confidence in the literal bodily resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ as taught in the Bible, as taught in the scriptures, as Paul affirms here. Um, Paul is saying that he is an eyewitness to that resurrection, as indeed there were, first of all, the apostles and then 500 people at one time. And Paul can say um, with with intimate knowledge that many of them are still alive. Some of them had died. Um, And uh, as one writer said, he's almost challenging his readers to go along and find them and ask them. They would say, yes, we saw the Lord Jesus Christ. He was raised bodily from the dead uh, and um, he is uh, alive and we have seen him. We've seen the Lord. But Of course, Jesus said to Thomas, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. And that's us. And so we have a particular blessing if we haven't had the opportunity to see the Lord Jesus Christ in the flesh if he is seated on the throne of heaven today that we are particularly blessed because we still believe we still have saving faith and we still have strong confidence in what god's word says that jesus is raised from the dead now maintaining this strong confidence there's a sense in which to say that somebody could be raised bodily from the dead anybody is considered absurd in this scientific world in which we live it's considered impossible it's considered foolish So we are making a statement of faith. We're making a statement of something quite extraordinary, quite remarkable and quite impossible apart from the power of almighty God. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ is a source of great joy to us as it was to his disciples as well. It's a source of great comfort to us. If I am in trouble in this world and I remember the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I remember that that same power is working in me and that Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life he that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And as I said, I was reading a book um, uh, earlier um, on the resurrection uh, uh, by Owen Lutzer, and uh, uh, this book um, went through story after story of people who had faced death and died. Uh, and the strong confidence they had in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and how their confidence in Jesus' resurrection gave them confidence in their own resurrection from the dead. Jesus here is called the first fruits. he was the first to be resurrected from the dead, but we will follow uh, in due course. Um, so. We have great comfort in knowing that Jesus was bodily resurrected from the dead, a supernatural act, something which is contrary to the world, but something which we are quite confident of in our own hearts and minds. Uh, and it shows us um, that we have a future because um, the Lord, it, it confirms the gospel, of course, it confirms that the Lord Jesus Christ has paid for us. I'll say more about that shortly, but it confirms that the Lord Jesus has paid um, the price for our sins. Yes, Flora, that's right, the the death and resurrection of Jesus um, are the pillars on which our salvation depends. Amen, I agree. Um, I trust we agree with that. So, Paul has a lot to say about the resurrection um, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. He affirms it happens, he affirms that there were witnesses, um, including the apostles uh, and disciples, Uh, and uh, and yet some, some in the Corinthian church didn't believe it. In verse 12, it says, Now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you, there is no resurrection of the dead? Now when we read Corinthians, we find that Paul is sorting out a church in which there are those who are faithful to the Lord, but there are enormous problems, um, problems with uh, morality. And here is a problem with unbelief, a problem with failing to understand the importance of the resurrection, the importance of the uh, gospel. Uh, And um, this problem with unbelief needs to be be, uh, addressed. And Paul, therefore, is going on to say to them, if there is no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And in verse 14, if Christ be not risen, then our preaching is vain. They're still in their sins. They're not saved. They're lost. The gospel is an empty thing. Why then did they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ? Why did they come to him? It seems absurd to me. It seems ridiculous. But Paul affirms that in the Corinthian church, there were those who said that there was no resurrection from the dead. Now, we know that um, this with the Pharisees and the Sadducees. The Sadducees said there was no resurrection. Perhaps there was some of the spirit of the Sadducees, a liberal doctrine, unbelief coming in here and saying there is no resurrection. Well, Paul is very concerned to affirm to the Corinthian believers that the resurrection is not only real, but it's absolutely essential as part of their understanding of the salvation that comes from God. The Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for sinners and he was resurrected by the power of God. And uh, so that's why believing on the resurrection is so important. If Jesus wasn't resurrected from the dead, we are not saved. Well, what about the indifference to the resurrection in the world? Um, I want to suggest some things. I mean, mainly it's sinful unbelief. But one thing I find in the open air is you can preach on the resurrection of Jesus Christ and people don't come up and say, tell me more. This is extraordinary. How could you believe such a thing? You would have thought that such an extraordinary claim that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead would raise eyebrows, would... Peak people's interest would cause people to wonder and ask questions, but it doesn't. Uh, people uh, seldom come and ask questions about the resurrection, even though it's so important and so extraordinary. Well, here's some reasons, worldly reasons, why people may not be interested in the resurrection. First of all, an unfamiliarity with death. And again, people in this gen- day and generation don't think about death. Their minds are on social justice. Their minds are upon expression. Their minds may be upon um, sexuality or something like that or um, environmental uh, activity or something like that. But people have, no longer have concern for their souls, no longer have a concern for finding salvation before they die. So we become unfamiliar with death. Death takes place in our um, hospitals very often, and it takes uh, we, we aren't familiar with it. We don't see it. What happens is we live longer. So what ha- I'm saying this is uh, this is caricaturing, but I fear this may be true in many cases. That granny's very old and she's gone to hospital and now she's died. But we didn't care anyway because we hadn't seen her for years. And anyway, by now we were more interested in her possessions than in her well-being. So we don't see death. We think we're going to live for a long, long time. All of the time goes by very quickly. And uh, this is a generation in which we live. They don't see death and they don't understand death, and they don't see the universality of death, and they're distracted by Hollywood and by um, political correctness and um, social justice into believing that uh, everything is about empowerment in this world and what we do in this world. I mean, it, even if I can tell you a story about the the the, the new Snow White movie, um, and the main actress who played Snow White is saying it's got nothing to do with love or um, Snow White um, getting that... the, the the prince but it's all about basically empowering a woman and and um this is this is well I, I won't say more about that but the commentators are just saying this has killed the movie and i i, I can see why um uh, and they're, they're pouring scorn on 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 the first movie which came out in 1937 now um Flora, I'm very glad the cows didn't trample you. Uh, that's, that's a shocking thing. Um, the Bible says to the Lord belong deliverances from death. Now, back in 1937, when the movie came out, it was considered extraordinary because it was the first widely released cartoon, as I understand it. Uh, and, um, and as I understand it, my, my great-grandfather, my great-grandfather was so impressed with the cartoon of Snow White that he went to the cinema six times to see it. So, um, and this is the movie which is being panned because it promotes um, a, a, a young woman falling in love with a handsome prince. Well, anyway, I'll leave that. Th- I'll leave that story. But the key thing is, people are drugged by th- what they see and hear in the media. We're entertained to death. So, why should the resurrection of Jesus Christ matter if you're not thinking about death? If you're not, au fait, with your own mortality, um, and. Uh, 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 Okay, yes, so Flora, what you should do if you're being chased by a herd of cows is let the dog go. um It sounds like the dog was off a lead. Unfortunately, I have to say I've been chased by cows on a number of occasions, and it's a terrifying experience um and one you don't forget in a hurry but that that's to digress so people are not thinking about life and death issues, and they put their faith they expect to live a long time, and they put their faith in doctors. Doctors, they put their faith in, if only I can get to hospital, if only I can get an ambulance and go to A&E. And and obviously, as a doctor, I have watched so many people die because that's part of the job. But most people don't see that. Uh, And they don't see um, the way in which there are so many people that you can't do anything for. Now, as a doctor, when I worked and I saw thousands and thousands of patients, the two things I said most often to people was, first of all, I'm sorry, I don't know what's wrong with you. And the second was, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do for you. And those phrases were coming out of my mouth all the time. Um so don't put your faith in doctors. Um doctors can help you a lot. They can do a great deal, but they can't stop you from dying. You'll you'll die when God says, and in the way that God says, and after death of course comes judgment. But as a doctor I've been um yeah, I've been at present at very many deaths. Now, you will um if you listened to the open air on Sunday, last Sunday in Kidminster, you'll realize there was a young man there who said that he'd been his heart had stopped and um, that he'd been resuscitated, but he claimed he'd been resurrected. So we need to say clearly that resurrection is not, resurrection is not the same as resuscitation. Uh, as um, as an emergency doctor, I have uh, taken part in many, um, uh, good evening HW and welcome. Um, I have taken part in many resuscitations uh, and I have led many resuscitations. And I can tell you that the majority of resuscitations are not successful. Um, and that's something again which the public doesn't see they see the drama in, in, in the movies or whatever and resuscitations are successful and um, but that very often is not the case and that's true for young as well as old um, resuscitation is not the same as resurrection Jesus was dead for three days his body was decaying it was, um, it was um, starting to decay his organs had failed, his cells were dying his molecules were starting to disintegrate into atoms and so on uh, and a, a very very great change had taken place in his body before he was resurrected if you are resuscitated you're not truly dead because once your soul leaves your body and once you you, you die then your soul won't return to its body it's appointed the bible says unto man once to die and then judgment and that's why I I don't believe these stories of people who say they've died and gone to hell or died and gone to heaven and and they sell best selling books and they have millions of hits on YouTube, because if they were truly dead then they would still be dead. Um, uh, and uh, uh, thank you um, H uh, W. And okay, well the Lord bless you, disciples of uh, Jesus ministry. Now that's not to say that you shouldn't go to hospital if you're ill. I do. I do believe that modern medicine has a lot to offer, um, and uh, it's done, it has saved my life on at least three occasions, probably more. Um, but at the same time, if the NHS is our religion, we shouldn't. So the thing is, people who aren't thinking about death don't care about resurrection, and people who don't think about death. They. If you go back to the Reformation, I I think one of the reasons for the Reformation and one of the reasons for the Great Awakening was because people were so faced with death and their own mortality. They wanted to know about the afterlife. They wanted to know if there was something after death. They wanted to know how they could find peace. Um, um, They wanted to know how they would find peace with God before they died. Today, because they don't see death, they don't think about God and they don't think about Uh, Their lives, but resurrection is not the same as resuscitation. Um, Jason, I think your 50 50 probably depends upon the condition that you have. If you had a severe, intractable toothache, um, I'd like to suggest you probably would go to the dentist, but again, you're the only one that can answer that question. But uh, um, that's if you could find a dentist in these days, um, but uh. Uh, And uh, as as an emergency doctor, I treated more people with toothache than probably dentists did um, at three o'clock in the morning very often. But there we go. Um, So uh, then there's Hollywood and its stunning effect, entertainment and special effects. We're saying that the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the most extraordinary thing that's happened in history uh, and the most remarkable of miracles and the greatest event. And yet. Um, people people don 't find it exciting because they are used to their entertainment, whatever that may be their hollywood special effects their're Lumiere their, their their bangs and flashes um and uh they're superheroes who have um, superhero powers uh, and of course um uh, and they're gripping storylines yes flora toothache is appalling um uh, and um so they 're gripping storylines and um so people are I honestly believe that people believe that the Marvel Universe is real. The way they behave, the way they talk about it, the way they talk about Spider-Man and Iron Man and so on, you'd almost believe they thought it was real. But the Lord Jesus Christ, they don't believe in him. He's real. His resurrection is real. Um, In the movies, characters who came back from the dead um, include Superman uh, and the Hulk uh, and, of course, Harry Potter um, had a sort of resurrection. And, of course, this is all fiction. It's um, It's all fantasy. But Jesus Christ's resurrection is real. Jesus really was raised from the dead. Unlike all of those fantasy stories that people build themselves on and build their lives on, the Lord Jesus Christ, whom they reject, his resurrection is real by the power of Almighty God. Well, yes, they do. And, of course, even, even the um, even the Antichrist, I believe, will present himself as one who died and is resurrected. Um, but that will be a lying sign and wonder, I think. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I got a haircut. Never mind. Um it's not about me. So now the apostle Thomas doubted, we said that he doubted. Now the idea of Thomas doubting, and all of us suffer with doubts, but um the point here is this: Thomas doubted that it was possible for somebody to be resurrected. Um uh, and even though so many witnesses came forward and said to Thomas, Look, we've seen Jesus, he's alive, he's resurrected. Then, um, then um, he um, he thought this was preposterous. Um, to t- today, the problem is not that people are doubting the resurrection because they think it's humanly speaking preposterous, but they're doubting it because they don't see that it's can com- compare with their um, with their entertainment and so on. In other words, they're indifferent; they don't care. You know, Thomas, of course, was somebody who was about to have his um, uh, his doubts and his. Um, uh, uh, and his hardness of heart melted, his doubts shattered, and his, his his life turned around with joy and praise and worship and uh, delight and, uh, and rejoicing in Jesus Christ, his Lord and his God. Um, but would that there was that kind of doubt. Somebody would say, well, how is it possible for Jesus Christ to be raised from the dead? I don't believe it. I don't understand it. Um, if somebody dies, then the body quickly decays, and uh, we know that nobody can come back to life. If if you have a cardiac arrest after six minutes, your brain is irreversibly damaged through a lack of oxygen supply, uh, and um, uh, so the brain can't just repair itself. Um, and uh, once you die, once your heart stops beating, very quickly your your organs start to degenerate. But Jesus Christ raised from the dead—that's not medically possible. And as you've heard me say often in the open air, 2,000 years ago, the resurrection of Jesus Christ was extraordinary that a man who died, they were familiar with death, that a man who died um, was uh, raised from the dead was extraordinary. But it's, it's, it's no less extraordinary today. I mean, compared to 2,000 years ago, we've come a tiny, tiny fraction in our science and in our medicines being able to resurrect somebody who's been dead for three days. Um The Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected, not by medical science, that is impossible and will remain impossible, but by the power of God. As I said, because it requires the soul to return to the body, Uh, by Jesus' own power, by his power, by his almighty power. Every single cell in Jesus' body was brought back to life. Every single molecule was reconstituted and put back in its right place when the Lord Jesus Christ was resurrected from the dead. That's an extraordinary thing. Now, I pity those. Well, there's no point pitying the dead, but there were those who paid to have their bodies frozen in liquid nitrogen. I think it was in California um, in the hope that when the medical um, profession finds a solution to death, they would be thawed out and reanimated. And it was recently found that some of these bodies were just rotting because um, uh, they weren't properly stored. But the point is this. That's impossible. That's not going to happen. Um Yeah, I'm not sure why you said Walt Disney. The ancient world were more naturally intelligent. Okay, I'm not quite sure why you said Walt Disney, but of course um, uh, the Snow White movies by Walt Disney who've gone as woke as anything, crazy woke they've gone. Um, So... um, So we find that Jesus' resurrection is is as miraculous, as remarkable, as extraordinary, and and as powerful to us today as it was 2,000 years ago. Medicine hasn't really changed anything. Um, It's an extraordinary event. It's a powerful event. It's a sovereign work of Almighty God, which cannot be explained medically. And Jesus' resurrection, and the knowledge of Jesus' resurrection, should be a transforming um, event. thing transforming knowledge that jesus is alive that he is raised from the dead um and uh this this is true so um now if we go to first corinthians 15 that we're in and we go a little further hello marily and welcome welcome marily um if we go a little further um uh and, and um we go to verse 42 which we didn't read earlier of one corinthians chapter 15 we read so also is the resurrection of the dead, it is sown in corruption, it is raised in incorruption. Okay, that's just um Paul is talking about the glorious resurrection body, verse forty three, it is sown in dishonour, it is raised in glory, it is sown in weakness, it is raised in power, it is sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body, there is a natural body, there is a spiritual body. Now so when we are resurrected, we will have new bodies which will endure forever. They won't have the frailties and the weaknesses of our bodies now. And maybe that's why Mary Magdalene didn't recognize the Lord Jesus, because he had a resurrection body. Now, there was nothing imperfect about Jesus' body um, before he went to the cross. But when he was resurrected, he had a glorious resurrection body, as the Word of God says here. Um, Sorry, I missed that comment about street preaching. It'll come up again shortly, I'm sure. If you put up another short comment, that one will come back, and I'll try and read it. Um, they, 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 as I say, they come up on the screen and disappear. Now, there's a way I can fix that, but unfortunately, I haven't got round to that yet. Forgive me. Um, <laughs> so, um yes, so so there is a glorious resurrection body. That the resurrection body is, is is a transformation of our bodies. So, if we die, then we. Um, uh, Well, people often say, well, uh, you know, Mary Magdalene didn't recognize him because she was crying or she didn't expect to see him um, and so on. But maybe it's because his resurrection body was so transformed that she didn't immediately recognize him. And as I said, Jesus' body must have been perfect before. His genes must have been perfect uh, before. But um, when he was resurrected, he had what we will have a resurrection body um, uh, 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 as, as the God man. So, Jesus' resurrection. I am satisfied, I am certain in my own mind, and my own heart, that Jesus was raised from the dead by the power of God. Okay, I'm going to do something. If, if I disappear, I'll try and come back on, but I'm sorry, I'm just going to press this button here and um, see if I can get... Yep, okay. JB, the tr- sorry, um, Flora says, the Turing shroud is a fraud. It certainly is. The Bible says that Jesus had a separate cloth Wrapping his head uh, and that means that um, that means that the Turin shroud cannot have been wrapped around jesus head, so whatever it is it 's not the Lord Jesus Christ who is portrayed on the um, uh, on the uh, turin shroud now i when I was a student uh, at university, we had a mission and one of the mission items was showing a video on the Turin Shroud. And, of course, somehow they thought this would help to lead people to Christ, but it's not going to help us. We don't need relics of whatever to help us. We must preach the gospel. But the Turin Shroud is proven false by the Bible. It's still a remarkable object, um, and there are those who think that it has the image of the Antichrist on it. But, uh, again, you can't prove that either way. So, yeah, yeah. It's there's a lot of things you can say about it, but it's not the shroud of Jesus, which he had in the tomb. It cannot be because Jesus had a separate cloth which was wrapped around his head. You see, if we read the scriptures and we believe the scriptures, we have answers to these things. So Jesus' resurrection is real. Hallelujah. Jesus' resurrection is real. And this truth should work in our hearts. It should work into the very fibre um and being um it's older than the jesuits the jesuits came into existence at the time of the reformation flora but the the church shout but there are there always people who are working uh, this i'm not going to uh, sorry i better not get sidetracked onto this but um um so um yeah so in jesus day resurrection was considered extraordinary we should consider it extraordinary today which is why when i preach the resurrection of jesus christ people's ears should prick up, their eyebrows should be raised, and they should say, because when Paul went and he spoke to the Areopagus, uh, the uh, Greek philosophers um, uh, on his missionary journeys, um, they laughed. Some mocked when he spoke of the resurrection of the dead, um, but some said, we will hear you again on this matter. Um, uh, Yes, SHW, we need to call on the Lord Jesus Christ, and that Jesus' resurrection is, is the guarantee that By calling on the Lord Jesus Christ, we will be saved. It's the the seal of confirmation that Jesus is the saviour of the world, of all those who put their trust in him. So, in Jesus' day, the resurrection was considered extraordinary by the Greek philosophers. They knew what death was, and they laughed, pulled to scorn some of them, because he said that there was such a thing as the resurrection of the dead, and preached the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ to them. Okay, I'm not kind of picking up on that conversation, but let's focus on the Lord Jesus Christ and his <laughs> resurrection. Um, okay, with all our medical science, we can... Okay, we've got. We said that already. With all our medical science, we can never, ever raise a person from the dead. So when people are dull and they're hard-hearted and they're indifferent, it's a sign they've been dumbed down, um, dumbed down... Um, <sighs> we are, we are to we're to love all men um h w we're to love all men and so if we love all men we won't consider them as as pigs now yes i i did ask i did mention casting pearls before swine to the atheist um last week um but um but at the end of the day um i think that's strong language um and uh i think that we um Okay, so okay. I, let me get back to this. We're talking about Jesus' resurrection. Okay. So Jesus' resurrection is a literal historical fact. Now Paul says that if Jesus were not resurrected, we we're all men to be most pitted. So if you don't believe in the resurrection, if you think that um if you think that the Lord Jesus Christ um isn't resurrected, uh, if there was no resurrection, then you would be of all men most pitied. Um, There you were, striving to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, willing to bear persecution, um, giving yourself to the flames, um, uh, and uh, yet um, the resurrection isn't true, and therefore all of that was for nothing, because Jesus Christ is somewhere in the Middle East, there is a grave, and Jesus is in that grave. One of the things I find extraordinary, by the way, is that the powers that be haven't found a fraudulent grave of the Lord Jesus Christ. You get some articles in the media from time to time um it would be very easy for them to fake it and if it happened i wouldn't believe it um, because jesus was raised from the dead Um, but if jesus christ paul says if jesus christ is not resurrected we are still in our sins now you think about it as christians we as christians we are um Our sins are forgiven. We believe that. We became Christians because we were aware that we were sinners and we needed the forgiveness of our sins. And we longed for that forgiveness. And we found it in Jesus Christ. We found it through his atoning death on the cross of Calvary. But imagine that we had believed that Jesus died for our sins, but he was still in his grave. We could have no certainty. um, We could have no surety because Jesus had died, telling us that he would die for our sins. But there he is. He's dead and buried. And Paul doesn't leave us wondering he tells us quite plainly that if Jesus hadn't been resurrected from the dead if there was no resurrection then we would still be in our sins and therefore the resurrection is absolutely fundamental to our salvation that Jesus was raised from the dead again um, so we read there for again verse 16 "For if the dead rise not then is not Christ." Um, raised and 17 and if christ be not raised your faith is vain and ye are yet in your sins yet in your sins and that would be true of every one of us if jesus is dead and in the grave it tells us that the resurrection of jesus christ had to happen the resurrection of jesus christ had to happen and the resurrection of the lord jesus christ was essential to our salvation that the atonement his death on the cross and the resurrection are inseparable If Jesus were dead, then death had won. If Jesus is risen, then death is defeated. If Jesus were still dead, then um, sin were not dealt with. But if Jesus is risen, then sin has been dealt with and banished and destroyed. Remember that death came in uh, because of sin, because Adam and Eve fell. And when sin came into the world, they died spiritually and physically. They would die. Um, And Jesus has triumphed over the grave. He's destroyed um, the last enemy, which is death. Um, and he's triumphed over the grave, and so um, we read here. Um, now I'm just looking for this. Yeah. So in verses 54 onwards, okay, talking about our resurrection from verse. I'll read from verse 54 um, onwards of One Corinthians 15. Um, I'll I'll comment on my open-air ministry and try and answer the questions or the points um, at the end. Um, So when this corruptible shall I put on incorruption, and this mortal shall I put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So if Jesus is still in the grave, death still reigns and the last enemy isn't defeated. But it says here, O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? Jesus has triumphed over the grave. He has defeated death. He has trampled death. He has destroyed death. He has removed the sting of death. And it was essential that the Lord Jesus Christ was raised from the dead. He had to be raised from the dead because he was without sin. He had to be raised from the dead because he is... Marilee and HW, no offence taken by anybody about anything. Um, and as I said, uh, I'm focusing on this, but I will comment on my open air ministry at the end. But the Lord bless you, HW, and the Lord bless you, Marilee, uh, and God be with you. Um, and um, uh, I didn't see what the apology was for, but it's accepted, so don't worry. <laughs> um, so, um jesus triumphed over the death he had to triumph over the grave it had to be seen that his atoning sacrifice defeated death now again think of yourself as being a christian who is in your deathbed you know that death will come soon and your family are there and your loved ones are there but there are many times when you're alone with god and your great hope is that you will be resurrected from the dead that you will have everlasting life that the death that you face that seems so frightening Uh, And and so irreversible and so terrible isn't the end. But after death comes resurrection. And of course, Jesus tells us there's a resurrection of the just to everlasting life and a resurrection of the unjust to everlasting damnation, um, a dual resurrection. But all of us will be resurrected either to salvation or damnation. But the resurrection is absolutely essential to show that Jesus has triumphed over the grave, that he's, defeated death, that he is alive today, that we also will follow. I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth on me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. So the resurrection is the proof that his atonement is valid, that his paying the price for our sins is valid. We can trust that Jesus Christ died for our sins because he is raised from the dead. He said, I am the truth. The fact that he's raised from the dead proves that he was. Um, he is the truth, that we can believe every word um, that he, um, he said. Uh, and uh, everything that he has told us, and he is our Saviour, and we can believe that, and trust that because Jesus is raised from the dead by the power of God, and that he was our sin-bearer when he died on the cross, and that therefore our sins are forgiven in their entireties, washed away in his blood, so it was the proof of his, it's the proof of his atonement, it's the proof of the forgiveness of sins, it's the proof of the truth that Jesus says, it's the proof of everlasting life, and the world to come. And it's the proof that Jesus Christ is God because he is God and because he was perfect, death could not hold him. So only one who's sinless could pay the price for our sin, the penalty for our sins. And only the Lord Jesus Christ could do that. And he is both God and man and he could not sin. Hallelujah. Jesus' resurrection is really important to us. And are we living in the light of that every day? Are we living in the light of the knowledge of the resurrection of Jesus Christ? If Jesus was dead, then the atonement didn't happen. If Jesus is dead, then we're still in our sins. If Jesus is dead, then we cannot escape the fires of hell. Um, <laughs> thank you, um Thank you. Unsubscriber. I, um, well, um, thank you very much for listening. And I, I, I don't, I, 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 I'll, I'll give at the end, I'll say, Are there any questions? Please ask me questions about anything you want to ask questions about, and I will answer. But please, um, I, I know I've had a haircut and I needed one, so thank you for mentioning that. Um, there could have been no atonement, no resurrection without the Lord Jesus. Um, Christ's resurrection um, is. Um, confirms the certainty of our salvation death is defeated verses 55 56 the power of god is present in the gospel john 11 verse 25 Um, and so jesus resurrection should be a continual source to us as christians of joy Um, we rejoice in the knowledge of jesus resurrection when we're down when we're in trouble when we're in difficulty when we're depressed when we're lonely we look at Jesus' resurrection. We're reminded of the shortness of this life. We're reminded of the power that's at work in our lives and in our hearts now. We're reminded of the certainty of our resurrection. And God will remember us. He knows us. He, he knows us through and through. He loves us. He cares for us. Uh, and uh, he will raise us from the dead just as he raised Jesus uh, from that, the dead. Um, so it's an encouragement to look ahead with hope now that the godly ungodly around us they have no hope they have no hope in anything some of them with religion might say well i hope that god will do this and i hope that my sins might be forgiven but we can look ahead and we can say just as jesus christ was raised from the dead because i have put my trust in him i too will be raised from the dead by the same power the same power that raised jesus christ from the dead is at work in me and i, I think how crumbly we get in this world um when we get to be um uh, more than a certain age and um, we're all falling away, uh, falling away. We're all we're not falling away. I hope we're all uh, crumbling to dust slowly. Some, some of us more quickly than others, but um, in the world to come, there'll be none of that. Uh, no bodily infirmities, no, no trials, no troubles of that kind. And um, no fears of, of, of my eyesight getting worse. I mean, you can see what I've I an haircut, but I've also got new glasses. I needed those because my eyes are getting worse. And for the first time, I need distance glasses as well. Shocking. But um, but I'm very, very glad to have glasses because I can't see a thing without them. Thank the Lord that there are, are opticians and, and lenses in these days. Um, if you go to Galatians, Paul seemed to have had a problem with his eyes and how trying that must have been to him. Um, if you can't read very easily and uh, you can't write very easily, and that was the Apostle Paul. Yeah, there won't be dentists in heaven either because there won't be toothache, and that's a blessing, a real blessing. Um But uh, we're looking ahead. We're looking forward to the resurrection of our bodies, to a glorious resurrection, to a resurrection of of bodies which um, are perfect and won't fail. So the resurrection of Jesus Christ should be a joy to us. It should be an encouragement to us always to look ahead. Um, It should be an encouragement to us to have a hope, a hope which is certain. A certainty of our everlasting life. Jesus' resurrection gives us great hope in the certainty of our everlasting life. And our hope is sure and certain and uh, anchored through the veil. Um, And then it gives us peace. I know that whatever happens to me in this world, I have peace because nobody can take from me that promise of resurrection. I have peace in the Lord Jesus Christ. If Jesus was resurrected from the dead, nobody can take that from me. If it happened to Jesus, he has promised that it will happen to me. And I have peace because I know that however bad things get in this world, my resurrection to everlasting life is assured. So we in the church, we in the church, should um, we should be um, marked out by this hope. Now, we need the power of the Holy Spirit as well to bring these truths home to us every day with power. But would that the churches lived as a church that was living in the light of the resurrection of what the Lord Jesus Christ Um, uh, uh, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ a supernatural church a church that believes in something which is way better than the National Health Service way more powerful and way more important Um, and that people would see that we believe this that we're people who are marked out by this belief and marked out by the knowledge of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and I'm preaching to myself because, because this truth this truth taken by the Holy Spirit and applied to our hearts should be one of the great motivating um, principles in our lives as Christians, whereas the people around us are perishing, we believe in the resurrection. Whilst people are afraid of death, we can look death in the face, as Christians have done in history. Whereas people have no hope beyond death, our hope is sure and certain. Whilst they believe that the best is now, we believe that the best is yet to come and that it will be eternal. Those things should um, those should uh, galvanize us and encourage us and and and, and thrill us. But most of all, we look to Jesus Christ, our saviour, and we are thrilled by him, delighted in him, rejoicing in him and looking forward to that resurrection so that when he appears, we will be like him, as the Bible says. So may God enable us. Father, I pray that the resurrection of Jesus Christ would be brought home to us in our hearts with all its power, with all its truth, with all its importance, with all its um reassurance with all its certainty with all of its peace with all of its joy father we can be like the world and be so caught up with technology and so caught up with the cares of the world and so caught up with its entertainments that the things uh, of the gospel can seem to grow um pale in comparison but they're not the resurrection of jesus christ is the most powerful thing that ever happened uh, and uh, uh, the resurrection has declared Jesus Christ to be the son of God with power. Uh, and the resurrection is our guarantee of everlasting life. It's our guarantee that uh, what Jesus did on the cross is true and real. It's it's our certainty. It's uh, it's our um, assurance that our sins are forgiven, that they've been prayed, paid for. It's the certainty that death has been defeated and that death, which was our bitter enemy, has now been conquered and destroyed by the, by, by the Lord Jesus Christ, by his atoning death and his resurrection. And so, Father, help us to be Christians who, who live according to these truths, comfort us, strengthen us, reassure us, encourage us, help us, Lord, when we drift away from these things. But, Father, thank you for the resurrection of Jesus Christ and thank you for the promise of our resurrection Thank you that our sins are forgiven because he died for us and his blood was shed for the remission of our sins. And So we ask that you revive us and pour out your Holy Spirit upon us and help us now. And these things we ask and pray in Jesus' precious, glorious and most holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for listening. I'm aware there was a conversation going on. I didn't actually follow it, except I think I picked up on the fact that um, people are asking about my open air ministry now um of course i I would love to talk a lot about that um but essentially uh, what i've all all i really tried to do is to take bible preaching and take it into the open air where the unbelievers were because i noticed they weren't coming to church so you'll see that that what i try and do is to open the bible at a text uh, preach from a text uh, uh, but the situation changes very rapidly as it did yesterday when you have people coming in uh, and asking questions and okay so um, some of the people that come in the open air, I find them annoying um, because I'm only human, uh, and I find it frustrating when the when a Muslim is listening to me and a, um, a Christadelphian tries to invite him to his meeting place, but I can't do anything about that, um, and so I commit myself to the Lord. But I must, before God, love everybody that I'm preaching to. I have no excuse not to. Um, I'm commanded to love all men, especially those who are of the household of faith. And of course, that's Christian love. That's agape love. And that means not just loving people who are my friends, but loving people who are my enemies and loving people who are not just loving people who I like, but loving people who I don't like uh, or might not like. Um, and there's no room for pride in that because um, because uh, I, too, am a sinner and um, corrupt, and uh, yet I have salvation through faith in Jesus Christ. So I do that. Now, some people do door-to-door work. Some people do tracting. Some people do other things. Uh, in the New Testament, there were those godly women who supported Paul and supported the evangelists. They fed them. They clothed them. They looked out for their interests. And they, those women were as much a part of the ministry as as the men who are going out and doing the preaching um it's it's i keep saying this, it's not the work of one man i can't do it on my own and 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 yet i i i do uh, what i can and uh, it, it's difficult very often you are on your own and sometimes others come along and help and sometimes you are on your own but but there's no excuse for not being fully involved we have different gifts we use our gifts for god's glory i'm a preacher god has made me a preacher i must use that gift for god's glory um uh, and um, I can't make cakes. If I make cakes, I, I don't think I could do that for God's glory. And I'm not saying that in a condescending way. Um, I'm saying that each of us has different gifts, um, uh, uh, and we should use those gifts for God's glory. All of us can be one-to-one evangelists. All of us can be uh, can gossip the gospel, can talk to other, can others, can speak to others about the Lord Jesus Christ. And uh, as you would see yesterday, I, I, I was weak. I, I, I didn't immediately know um how to answer all of the questions and we don't have to be able to answer all of the questions but what i can say is this that what is quite clear we all are by god's grace i hope i hope that everyone here is a is is a wretched sinner saved by the grace of god um hw I, i truly hope that and that's my hope that i am saved by the grace of god my confidence in jesus christ But we can go out, we can gossip the gospel. What I can say is that when I opened the Bible to the Muslim and read it to him, he said, I don't believe that. And when I opened it to, when I spoke about the Bible to these others, the the, the atheist and the um, the, um, Christadelphian, uh, and it's plain there. It's in black and white in the scriptures. They say, I don't believe that. Uh, And it's just plain unbelief. They do not believe what God has said. But as a Christian, I believe what God has said. And I believe that Jesus Christ is God. I believe that he is Lord of heaven and earth. I believe in the Holy Trinity and I believe in the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, uh, Does anybody want to um, ask any questions or say anything or object or criticize or whatever? Please. Um, I believe in the resurrection of Jesus Christ, the bodily resurrection. okay um thank you jason for your encouragement um clem it's amazing when you say to a stranger jesus well um prophet william hmm not heard of him Mm. yes i hope you sound HW. um Good night flora um it's my throat is gradually getting better it's not fully better but it's gradually getting better um and uh thank you okay so um I yeah okay thank you Marilee, for your encouragement um and thank you again Clem. the Lord bless you um so if somebody wants to speak to me, um, if you go to uh, sermonaudio.com and you type my name and you'll get my page there, top left, there is a, a link for email and you can contact me via that. Uh, that's that's uh, how you can email me and then I will get back to you. Well, uh, thank you for listening and uh, by God's grace, but I, I'm, very, I'm very concerned myself. Um, here's a good book. I was looking for this book this morning. I didn't find it, but here's a good book. There's a story about this book. Jesus himself, the story of the resurrection by Marcus Lone. Uh, And I was looking for this book Um, and uh, several, several of my unbelieving relatives read this book and they said it was very good. Sadly, it didn't lead them to the Lord Jesus Christ, but um, they're without excuse. It's a great gospel presentation. And it's a wonderful book on the resurrection, um, which I was looking for this morning, but I didn't read it. I read a different book on the resurrection instead, but uh, I rejoice that Jesus is raised from the dead god bless you thank you for um thank you for listening attending and may god be with each one of us and use us for his glory amen thank you hw thank you